Welcome back to Ask God 365, a weekly podcast where we seek to find biblical answers to life's difficult questions. Today's question is, what or who is the third person of the Godhead? As we study the New Testament, we see that each member of the Godhead has a specific part to play in our salvation. According to the Great Commission that Jesus gave in Matthew 28:19, he told his disciples that when believers are baptized, it should be done in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. This is because all three persons of the Godhead are involved in our salvation. And the whole of heaven is concerned about your and my salvation. In our study of the Bible, we discover God the Father's part in the plan of salvation. For example, we read in John 17 that God sent his Son, not to condemn us, but to save us. Then in John 6, 38, Jesus said, I have come here to this world not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. And in Galatians 4, verses 4 and 5, Paul says, When the fullness of time came, God sent his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem us who are under the law. From these Bible texts, we see that the Father is the director of the plan of salvation. The Son, Jesus Christ, is the Savior of all men. In Luke 2.11, the angel speaking to the shepherds announced to them, Today, in the city of David, there is born the Savior. In John 4.42, Jesus is referred to as the Savior of the world. Paul describes Jesus as the Savior of all men in 1 Timothy 4.10. Christ, in his doing, dying, and resurrection, has reconciled us to God. He has redeemed us. He has rewritten our history. He has reconciled, redeemed, and rewritten our history so that in Christ, every one of us can come to God boldly, without fear, with full assurance, because in Christ we stand accepted in the Beloved. Let's direct our thoughts for a moment and our attention to the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, and look at the part he has to play in our salvation. The Holy Spirit is the communicator. Throughout Scripture, his function is as the active agent of God in our salvation. He is also the active agent in other things. While the Father sent Jesus into this world in order that there might be a gospel to be preached, God sends the Holy Spirit to make this gospel real in our experience. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at two aspects of the Holy Spirit. The first one to consider is the personhood of the Holy Spirit. And then we will do an overview of his activity, especially in the area of our salvation. The reason we want to examine the personhood of the Holy Spirit is because there are some who do not believe that the Holy Spirit is a person. The error of treating the Holy Spirit 
in an impersonal way may be traced back to about the 3rd century AD. Unfortunately, this error has not been brought to an end. Back in the 3rd century, the theory was advanced that the Holy Spirit is an influence, the revelation of divine power, but that he is not a person. Unfortunately, this is still being taught and believed by some today. Therefore, we must go to Scripture and find the truth. Let's ask God in his word. Both the Old and New Testament speak of the Holy Spirit not as a mere something, but as a divine someone. I believe that most of us, I hope all of us, believe in the Holy Spirit as a person, but we need some evidence. In Romans 8.27, the Apostle Paul speaks about the mind of the Holy Spirit. In Romans 15.30, Paul talks about the love of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the Holy Spirit has a mind, and he is capable of loving. A mind and love. In the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit played a very important part in the early Christian church. We read in Acts 8.29 that the Holy Spirit spoke to Philip. We know that an influence does not speak. In Acts 16, verses 6 and 7, we are told that the Holy Spirit restrained and constrained the Apostle Paul. None of these things are possible without a personality. A force, an influence, cannot do that. When we further examine the scriptures, especially the New Testament, we discover that the Holy Spirit can search in 1 Corinthians 2.10. He can cry, Galatians 4.6. He can pray, Romans 8.26. He can testify, John 15, 26, and 27. He can teach, John 14, 26. And he can lead people into truth, Romans 8, 14. And none of these make sense if we describe the Holy Spirit and limit him only as an influence or a power. The Bible is clear that the Holy Spirit is a person. And because he is a person, the Bible says that he can be grieved, Ephesians 4.30. He can be blasphemed. He can be insulted, Mark 3.29. And that is, of course, the impardonable sin. When we are dealing with the Holy Spirit, we are dealing with a person, a person that God has sent to make real in our experience the truth as it is in Christ. Thank you for being part of Ask God 365 podcast community. We value and appreciate the time you spent with us today. Please share your comments and questions at askgod365.com. Listen, learn, think, grow together. Ask God 365, answers to life's difficult questions. Please share this podcast with a friend. Thank you. May God bless you.